0: To remembering your oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiec, where we know everything, and so do you. Hello.
1: Aloha, aloha.
0: So am I still am I still blurry and fuzzy?
1: You're still a little blurry and fuzzy on my end. Yeah. So I wonder if our viewers can see Zane. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, you have to let us know, Uh, say hello to us, say where you're from, tell us what's going on in your world, and let us know if you can see me, my internet connection isn't so hot today for some reason, so I might be a little bit, mm, uh, oh, I might be a little bit fourth density.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or a different type of density. Um, and then we do apologize for skipping last week's podcast i was on an airplane to colorado so there was that's that explanation if you've been wondering where have we been
0: (laughs) yes hey hello maria welcome um the land of freedom (laughs) that's awesome she's from sweden the land of freedom i don't know if that's uh like an honest thing that she's saying, like an authentic, or if it's like a, a sarcastic thing. But either way, I, I like it.
1: I feel like every country right now is at a sarcastic point for the land of freedom. But- yeah, that's
0: what I was thinking too. Yeah. Well, and you were on a plane going to Colorado. You were at thirty thousand feet or whatever, which is pretty crazy. Because then you climbed a mountain that was. Fourteen thousand, so half that distance, right? Was it fourteen? 12, twelve. Twelve. Okay, yeah. so almost half. Yeah.
1: Well, I went from sea level in Hawaii to twelve thousand feet. <laughs> yeah. And my my friends were they were well they were actually surprised how well me and my friend did because we both came from Hawaii, mm-hmm. and um, I definitely felt it in the beginning when we started climbing. I was definitely going much slower because I was like gasping for air. Like wait, like my body feels fine, but I can't breathe.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. You had you had all the energy, the muscle energy to climb up
1: twelve thousand
0: mm-hmm. feet, but the difference is the the chest uh, lung energy mm-hmm. would be a very different thing. So. <sighs> So this is my last week here in Michigan, and then I head to Tennessee next week. So that'll be cool in Maryville, Tennessee, which is really neat. Because if if I've talked about this on here, I don't know, but the when I uh, when I did my retreat um, for permaculture, mm. it was in Maryville, Tennessee, and so I have some mm. wonderful friends there who run a retreat center, and. What's really neat is it, it comes coincidingly with the this, the topic for this week, which is talking about fourth-dimensional romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm going to Tennessee is I'm going to visit my girlfriend's mother.
1: Oh, you have a girlfriend?
0: Yes. We haven't oh. talked about this. We yes. have
1: not talked about this. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, yeah. So she's with me right now. Um mm. We, we've been driving for a couple of, or we've been, we haven't been driving. We've been, we've been traveling though, and living in different places for a couple of weeks. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's,
0: yeah, it's pretty cool. That's quick. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. 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 (laughs) I think I'm at the same,
1: like, oh, wow. (laughs) I mean, I'm like (laughs) casually seeing a guy for like the past couple of four months and I'm like, he's not even my boyfriend yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. No, she's my new girlfriend. It's pretty great. Um, we've had a really good time and, uh, yeah. And, and as Caitlin knows, because she's been working with me actually
1: 3d being. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And yes, she is, she is an artist and she's extremely talented. And so, you know, it's just been a really uh, great experience so it does coincide really really well with talking about uh 40 relationships Mm. and beginning that process of of really you know seeing how that how that works because i'm you know i guess newly enlightened or newly open-minded to Mm -hmm. you know the the spiritual realm it's been within the last five seven years something like that but i haven't really been able to have a full-on um, high vibrational relationship. I've, I've had a pretty close to one. And so this is going to be another opportunity to explore that. And really, you know, when we, when we talk about like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. I I kind of break it into two things. You know me, I'm always breaking things down to this category and that category. But first of all, it's important to understand that unconditional love and romantic love are two separate things. Mm -hmm. You it, you know, in an unconditional love situation, you can unconditionally love everyone on the planet, right? They And what do they have to do in return? Nothing. Mm-hmm. They don't have to... Uh, oh, what is that called? Unrequited. They don't have to requite it. <laughs> they don't have to tell you that they love you unconditionally back. You don't even mm-hmm. have to declare it to them. Like, I make a joke all the time. Like, I don't know anyone in Mongolia, but I, you know, I don't... and I still unconditionally love them, does that mean I have to send them all a letter? Does that mean Mm -hmm. I have to send them all an email or a Facebook message and say, I love you unconditionally and then hope that they say it back? Like, no, no, it doesn't matter. I can unconditionally love everyone and I can unconditionally love everyone and not even like them, right? There can Mm -hmm. be people that irritate me or whatever, but I can still love them unconditionally. So I think one of the biggest problems that people uh, run into when they start into this is that they want to want to unconditionally, uh, uh, romantically unconditionally love someone. Mm -hmm. And, and that I don't think works very well because there's actually beauty in conditional love and conditional love. If you really truly celebrate conditional love, then you're celebrating the fact that you're two very separate, um, individuals in a 3d sense that, wow, they're actually compatible. This person likes this type of food and that person is okay with that. This person likes Mm -hmm. this type of music and that person does too, or whatever. Like all the compatibilities are kind of amazing and they can really be embraced and loved. And that's the reason that you're going to be with a romantic partner for the most Mm -hmm. part is that compatibility. And so celebrating that is actually celebrating separation. Right. So we're talking about remembering our oneness and moving into oneness all the time. But mm-hmm. when we're in a 3D romantic relationship, we are actually celebrating separation and the joining of two separated individuals at a level that you wouldn't normally experience with anyone else.
1: Mm.
0: So that's yeah. just like I mean, there's so much to say on this, but that's like my opening statement is that it. You can you can absolutely unconditionally love your romantic partner but you can also stop romantically loving them and still unconditionally love them for the rest of your their lives.
1: Well, that's like part of the whole like forgiving your partner for whatever happened that, you know, you separated and that's where the unconditional love comes from. I think it's definitely through forgiveness of of the actions that have led to the separation of it all and then comes unconditional love because... Um what I'm assuming what you mean by conditional love is like this current romantic state that, oh my God, I like I love you. Like, you know, you're the one for me. You're like, you know, you you help me remember, you know, my true self or help me remember my oneness type of thing. And then unconditional love is like actually not needing a second person to to do that type of stuff. Am I getting this correctly?
0: yeah i mean and it's not even that you need someone to do that sort of thing but that that that's what that maybe that's what that person gives you or or yeah or you can benefit from right Mm -hmm. but yeah otherwise yeah yeah, i I agree completely with what you're saying wow we've got a lot of comments coming in this is really fun i think we got a we got a topic that really resonates with people today um so yeah (laughs) love rules So we've always got rules, right? We've always got like, oh, we're going to look at it this way. And we're going to look at it this way within these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like what Caitlin says here is unconditional love is not a feeling. It's a state of being. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about this sometimes Mm -hmm. in my program too, is that, you know, when we, when we, first of all, when we say, I love myself unconditionally, we are also saying I love myself anyway. So mm-hmm. the, instead of saying, oh, I love all of my flaws and I love all of my aspects and everything, it's almost easier to say, I love myself unconditionally because I love myself anyway. I love myself mm-hmm. e- even though I'm loud and annoying. I love myself even though I, run over, I ran over a squirrel with my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I love myself no matter what. That's what unconditional love means. So, but to... And so we have evolved in the 3D world to experience emotions and actually feel them. And, and that, that guides us. Unconditional love is not necessarily a survival-based emotion because if we unconditionally loved our predators and we go, oh, I love my predator, and then you, you'd be dead. So it doesn't really work that well for for long-term survival. So unconditional love does not follow the same like feeling path that all of your other emotions follow, it goes into a different category altogether. And I think a state of being is a really great way to say that.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's like it becomes second nature once you start practicing it, where it's you just don't have that certain judgment against someone because you just automatically send them love or you just automatically just understand that they're at a place where they're at and you just don't, you know, you don't tap into or feed off of that energy that they're giving off because you know your own self and it's like it's like a barrier i feel like the the unconditional love is it's like it's helping you filter through like the bullshit in life in a way because you understand that this isn't so but it is as it is right now
0: yep absolutely i'm reading some other things
1: caitlin at the end said the (laughs) predator is also eating you with unconditional love (laughs) it is
0: right yeah you don't maybe get to have any any children after that so you don't further the species so it doesn't work so well from a survival standpoint but yes it it is definitely doing so Yeah. Okay. I like Denise's comment here. Yes, I have this unconditional love with several of my ex-partners. I get it completely and I do as well. And and really, I mean, I feel I could say this, that I'm in a state that I'm in unconditional love with all beings and mm-hmm. all animals and all of existence. So an ex, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's an ex or someone I've never met. But still to be able to maintain a great relationship or a great respect level for an ex, I think is huge. And it talks more about you than it talks about them. So if you, mm-hmm. if you hate your exes, you might want to reconsider that because that, that doesn't help you with your life. That will lower your vibration. That will, you know, d- d- get in the way of your own thriving and success and happiness and, and, you know, general vibration. So, uh, you know, reevaluate that you hate your exes because they're beings of light too. And, and you signed a soul contract with them to have the entire relationship exactly as you did. And the main way that you use free will is to say, how do I respond to my situation? Not Mm -hmm. what situation did I choose?
1: Yeah. So I'm sure we're all dying to know. How did you meet your girlfriend?
0: oh right okay yes
1: or she's into spirituality right yes
0: absolutely yes so So, yeah there's
1: some sort of magical story that you can tell us i know
0: it's kind of funny it's actually it it, in in that same way it yeah it is magical but it isn't along the lines that you would think so (laughs) we we actually met because well yeah but but it's (laughs) it's valid right so we met online and it was um through my attempt to find some entertainment because i was working all the time constantly working constantly constantly working right and and so then it was great because i finally said you know what i want to play some sort of online games and mm-hmm. I like playing role playing games. I used to uh, like like to do that a lot. Yeah. So I actually found a group that was playing a, a role playing game online, and mm. decided that okay, let's join this because like, and on the same day, I just went, yeah, let's do this. And there were five or six people in it, and she was one of the people that was playing. And we ended up having a brief conversation afterwards, mm. just her and I, and we kind of hit it off. Like I, it wasn't even a. a a video game, mm-hmm. or, you know, like video chat. It was only verbal and wow. I just heard her voice and I just went, wow, <laughs> I really <laughs> like this person and I, I just, all I can do is hear her voice.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: over time we, you know, c- continued to talk. We continued to play in the, in one of the games until we finally got to meet her. Mm-hmm. I, I finally got to meet her and it was great because you know how I've been saying I was in Washington, right? Yeah. That's where she lived. Oh. Oh. so yeah so we were getting to know each other and then she decided to go on this road trip with me and we're right now at my parents cabin's house mm-hmm. parents cabin in the upper peninsula of michigan and so she's met them and then now uh yeah i'm gonna be meeting her parents and i think that's what caitlin was like laughing about like whoa that was awful fast that you're meeting each other's parents but if it feels right then it is right
1: mm-hmm. that's really cool
0: yeah definitely cool right (laughs) i love all these comments this is great okay let's see well this is who it is
1: oh it's jaybird yeah exactly
0: yeah (laughs) oh yeah you you've seen her before yep yep yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. That's
1: really sweet that she's uh tuning in on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's been tuning into a lot of my stuff. It's been really fun to have that support. Absolutely.
1: That's and so then, cute. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a mystery, but it wasn't a mystery cuz she was like talking with us.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my All gosh, right. <laughs> look at that. We've already got people in the group that are excited to meet her. This is awesome. <laughs> she didn't expect me to and make an announcement today.
1: Hi. <laughs> I feel like she's gotta come in now. She's probably like in the other room. I'm like, we're ready oh, to beat her. She,
0: yeah, she is not excited about camera stuff. So <laughs> we won't we won't put her through that right now, but maybe eventually we'll be able to do that. <laughs> <Yeah. I'm laughs> she's <says> that. <laughs> right. So yeah. All right, let's see. Uh oh, right. Okay, I like this. <laughs> Okay. So how do you describe your feeling this time uh, compared to past relationship? Well, you know, again, it is all about ourselves. It is at, at at the very beginning. It has to be about how healthy you are. Are you in unconditional love for yourself? Are you in a place where that your partner could say something really horrible to you? I you mean, know, horrible, right? Like I'm I find someone else more attractive than you, you know, and and that usually can like destroy a relationship, right? But if you can be in a state of mind that it can accept that sort of statement and go, you know what, um, we are one, right? So now let's go into what does a fourth dimensional relationship actually mean? It means you're stepping more and more towards the oneness and away a little bit from the separation, but it's an interesting combination because in order to have a romantic relationship, you actually do have to embrace separation because especially the yin and the yang kind of situation is that when you go into a one-on-one romantic relationship, one of you is yin and one of you is yang in a sense. So mm-hmm. so being able to embrace that is a wonderful, uh, a wonderful thing. And yet moving toward oneness together involves the ability first of all to be able to just say anything and no matter what it is no matter how painful it is no matter what to the other person and have the other person not condemn you or not make a decision about you to actually understand that we are all complex beings and as complex beings we can accept or we can handle or maybe we can't and and we go through an emotional response to the comment like there's any number of things that can happen but what's really important is that we are able to like come to a, a, an understanding eventually because we understand the limitations of another 3D being that's doing the best that it can to to handle things so this is hilarious because i don't even know what it is freudian slip however i know what he means so see i already said something goofball in this and she's already totally understanding that i i don't mean anything by it i don't even know what i said at this point
1: yeah well i feel like um you know every relationship you like grow your like awareness and self-awareness especially and as well as like knowing what triggers you and like what doesn't trigger you so i feel like every time you're in a new relationship you know you kind of just realize where you're at in your spiritual game in a way where i feel like even now i mean i've had so many like you know not like relationships but i've been with a lot of men and i feel like every time i'm with someone new i feel like i'm either more aware of my own actions and how i react to them and if i become attached or if i become like less attached it's all just part of like knowing that you don't need that like you know second person in a way to make you feel whole or to like complete your day
0: and i feel like
1: now like you know i'm like sort of seeing someone now and it's it's like different i can feel that it's different almost like maybe because we've just had so many past lives together is like what I've picked up from like the Reiki that I've done on him and like one of the paintings that I've done. And it's like, I have this like sense of like peace when I'm around him and it's like, oh, like, you know, you're kind of like my best friend in a way because we can just like chill and do nothing. And like almost like with other relationships, I was always like anxious, like, oh, we're doing nothing right now. Like I'm wasting my time in a way. So there's this definitely like, I guess like you expand your consciousness through relationships, and that's okay if you go through so many relationships because there will come a point in time where you're actually gonna, you know, realize that all of these past relationships have just helped you, you know, become more self-aware. And I feel like self-awareness is like the the biggest thing to to have in life and to experience, whether it's you know part of being in a 3D, 4D, or even a 5D state. But the more you grow your self-awareness, the higher vibrational you become and you're just not triggered by people's, you know, bad habits or something like that. You just realize like, oh, that's just them being them. Like, it's kind of cute and adorable versus like automatically putting a judgment like, oh, this person drinks too much. But it's like, oh, now it's like, oh, they're just drinking. That's fine. They're just being themselves. It's like, you're. I'm not putting things personally into like my own like judgment of how someone should should act so i feel like that's the biggest flaw in like relationships is that the other person has all these expectations and they're not even realizing that they're just being them or they're just being themselves they're being authentic with themselves by doing these certain actions
0: Yes. I think that you just answered Miriam's question perfectly. Mm-hmm. The 40 is going into one is what are some signs you're moving into a four D relationship? I think you, you summed it up perfectly. It's acceptance, right? You mm-hmm. are accepting of whatever they are. And, and that is, um, loving every loving everything about them, including their flaws. And, and so that is, with the, the exact way that you move into a 4D or a 5D consciousness is you love everything exactly as it is because it is exactly as it is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's yeah. the, the other the other aspect maybe of moving into a 4D relationship is, like I was saying, that, that ability to communicate in a way that you're just totally open and you're not afraid to say anything. Um, and, and accept no matter what they say. But you also, especially if you are both in a starting to maybe interact with your guides or starting to have some spiritual experiences, then it is kind of cool because you start to kind of, you know, read each other's thoughts or read each other's minds or, or be able to anticipate the other's needs. And so Mm -hmm. that, that is also kind of a sign of that that combining that we're talking about, that moving from separation and into oneness. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. Okay, so there's so many great things coming through here, Uh, almost more than we can keep up with. Yeah, oh, there, okay, so I wanna start with this one. Can you have a 4D relationship with someone who has not done any self-healing work? I, I have an answer for this, what do you think, Monica?
1: I think yes only because you're I feel like it's still me that is like the most well I don't know well I feel like if the other person at least is open to the to the concepts of like self-healing work then I feel like you're fine but if that other person is closed off then maybe it'll be a little bit trickier that you're going to be doing more of the work than than you kind of should be but um, I feel yeah. like it's just a part of openness that that you need to have like a 4D relationship.
0: Yeah. Um, right? It's shades yeah. of gray. It's shades of gray, right? Because mm-hmm. it depends on how far away they are from wanting to do any self-healing work. Yeah, you, uh, there you, you go. You cannot mm-hmm. have a 4D relationship with someone who is not at all open to any of the things that we've talked about so far, that is in constant judgment, that is in constant, you know, like think about trying to have a 4D relationship with a narcissist. Like it's just not gonna work. But if both people are at that level of openness to moving into that, and if both people take make effort into not getting so upset or to not getting to is a point where you know, you're, you're holding all this stuff in and then you're just uh, blowing up in frustration. If you can practice this communi- this quick communication and this, again, this openness, then, yeah, it can be done with anyone, no matter what level they're at at the time, yeah. as long as they're open to it and working on it. I think
1: mm-hmm. so. Well, even Caitlin just said, like, you probably wouldn't be drawn into their orbit or them into yours anyway. so yeah yeah there's definitely has to be a sense of openness because even for me being just very highly intuitive like you know i can see and feel people's like true self but like if that person can't see their true self then there's really no point of like you know starting something or or elaborating more because they'll never get to the point of realizing who they truly are but w- mm-hmm. if you have that openness it's like you can sort of like help steer them or help wake them up or just help help them in some way but it's not you're not overpowering that help or it's kind of like being a healer like when you take energy from yourself then you actually get drained versus when you you know ask your source or ask earth for for the healing it comes through without draining you so i feel like it's the same part with a relationship is that you can't keep giving if you're not receiving something in return or if you keep give and give and give to try to help them but they're not even going to change you know their little habits or or whatever Mm -hmm. but i feel like you know a 40 relationship has it has to have that openness on both sides to ideas of i guess oneness you know
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, you know, this is a giant block of text from Caitlin. We're not going to read it all out loud, but but ultimately what she's saying here is that she has an issue where she has the feeling of not being good enough. And so then in that case, you're pursuing that other person to fill what you're missing. Mm -hmm. And when you come into a relationship where you're already filled then all you're doing is you're overflowing each other's cups with yep. with wh- whatever that you're giving, and and so that can be really a beautiful experience. Um,
1: well, I know that in you know when I first started dating, I know I had a lot of like self worth issues that I was still like dealing with, and that attracted those type of you know not. Yeah those like not so great partners that I had.
0: Right. Um,
1: and it's like now that I have definitely gained much more self-worth in myself or confidence. Like, you know, I, the past maybe two, three years, I could see a change in the men that I meet, whether they're just friends or whether they're like, you know, intimate partners. So it's like, it definitely works first with working on yourself. And then you'll start to see that, you know, the people that you meet, whether they're romantic or not are actually going to shift as well because you're, You're vibing at a higher vibration, so it's going to obviously attract someone that is in that point, too. But I feel like if you keep being attracted to a certain type, then there's still something within that you haven't worked through or that you're still supposed to learn from that that type of person or that type of characteristic that keeps on repeating in different people that you meet. So for me, I feel like, you know, from the mass pool of people that I've been with, it's like I can see the pattern and I can actually like, you know, do the test of like, OK, yeah, I know when I wasn't feeling my best. These are the type of people that have been coming into my life. And I feel like now since I'm doing my art, like actually not in a job that I hate, like it's like, oh, this is now reflecting the The romantic partner that I currently have now. It's like, it makes Mm -hmm. sense. And it's like, if I keep leveling up, then either the next partner, or if it's still the current partner that I have, it's like, you know, that is only going to get stronger and and deeper and more like spiritual in a way.
0: Right. Yep. And so, she says it perfectly that and I, it's funny, because we just declared this to each other last night, we just were like, you know what? (laughs) Uh, You're like my best friend. And that's where you want to get to. Because if you can't get there, then what is that other partner, right? Like that? That's, that's not going to work as well. uh, If it's just utilitarian or for only one purpose. But this is the full purpose, which is beautiful. Okay. Let's see. So you can love them the way they are, but it doesn't mean you can live with them in that way. So Bernice is suggesting that there are people that, you know, this is where we get into the unconditional love versus romantic love. So, you know, you can love them the way they are. So that's, that's sounding kind of like unconditional love because it has a hint of, but I don't live, I can't, I can't stand them. (laughs) I can't, I can't live with them. And Mm -hmm. so that's the condition. So now you've got, you've got unconditional love. I love them exactly as they are, but conditionally I can't live with them. So now they are not a great candidate for a romantic relationship or they shouldn't maybe still be. And Mm -hmm. so here's another thing that, you know, I've also gone through a handful of relationships in my life and, you know, the, there, there's a kind of an antiquated approach to, uh, you know, you have to find the one that is going to be with you for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. when you I think that gets in the way of you being able to have incredible experiences, if you are saying, OK, well, I love all the aspects about this person, except for this. This is going to make it so we can't have a, 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 a rest of our lifestyle relationship so mm-hmm. I'm not going to get involved in it. Now you're missing out on what that person can provide you. And maybe you're right. Maybe you can't have a, a rest of your lifestyle relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. And But can, can it be beautiful? Can you get something amazing mm-hmm. out of it anyway? And And then, you might be wrong, you might think that you can't have a rest of your lifestyle relationship with this person, but until you try it, you don't know. So, some people jump into fear before they give that that relationship a chance because that there's so, so, you know, it's the, it's the addiction to perfection, right? I'm addicted Mm -hmm. to this perfect relationship, exactly how it's supposed to be. I know this is what I will like, and this is what I will not like. And this person has to be this way and this way and this way and this way. Mm -hmm. And And then that is a sense of fear because it's control. You're trying to control your experience so much. You're not allowing yourself to become flexible and adaptable. And so now you're cutting off opportunities. So I really want to get everybody away from the idea that everything has to be perfect at all times because it already is perfect at all times, just not your judgment of perfect. Mm -hmm. It it is exactly as it's supposed to be. And you can embrace that and enjoy every opportunity that you have, whether it be a business opportunity or a friendship opportunity or a relationship opportunity. It it doesn't always have to be perfect, all it has to be is does it resonate with you do you feel excitement over it do you feel mm-hmm. love for the person the, that's what you really need to follow and let the rest of the criteria either fall away or or you know just watch it fall into place
1: yeah Well, I feel like there's also like a technique that I've used, um, especially when I went back to like my parents' house of like, you know, know, parents obviously like to bicker a lot, but it's almost like you really want to step out of the idea of the relationship or the things that have happened in the past and really just see that person as they are in the current state because they actually could be mentally, you know. Um, you know, struggling right now, or maybe there's a stress that's going on that the other partner doesn't see because they keep nagging about the same thing over and over again, or they keep repeating a memory from the past that is blocking seeing that person in the current state. So if someone is struggling living with someone, it could just be because you're so stuck in the past that you're not seeing what is actually going on, you know, on like a, beyond the surface level that that person could actually be struggling right now and they just don't know how to act or react or maybe you know internally you know like maybe something is happening to them where they are having sleep problems or you know mental breakdowns throughout the day but you just don't see that because you're just blinded by what has happened in the past that's just an observation that i've made in 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 like you know observing different couples it's Mm -hmm. like they're stuck in the past state versus currently expressing or verbally communicating of what is actually happening. Communication is the biggest issue in, in, you know, struggling to live with someone is because one person is being stubborn and the other person is just omitting, having that deeper conversation or omitting, you know, talking about something that's irritating them where you might be the person that talks to someone else about your partner but talking to someone else about the situation isn't actually going to help the relationship because you're not talking to the person that's at the core or at the, you know, at the, not necessarily fault, but, you know, the underlining problem. Um, I just feel that a lot of people talk, talk to others instead of talking to the actual source, which is the partner. Um, and I feel like that's, that's, part of getting to the unconditional love state or the conditional love state again is actually working through the problem with the person versus talking to someone else about it because you can go back and forth back and forth about various situations with other people but you're still omitting the problem of you know of solving it
0: yeah you're just seeking
1: validation from other people versus the validation from the partner
0: yeah yeah, I like this question from Denise because she's talking about partners who are on the Asperger autistic spectrum. Um, they are, can be amazing, but they ha- uh, there isn't a feeling that they can cope w- with you just being your authentic self. So if you g- got angry or jealous or hurt, they're triggered by a display of strong emotion. So, Denise, I wonder um, if you could answer this question for me. Would you be able to while you're having one of those um, those emotional responses, anger, jealousy, hurt, whatever it is, instead of just not displaying it to them because you don't think they can handle it. Would you be able to to kind of logically explain it like, you know, I don't really want to hurt you with this, but I do really want to express my authentic self. Ask the Asperger person. Would you like me to express my authentic self? Most likely they're going to say yes. And then you can say, okay, so this, this is going to come maybe difficult for you to handle, but it's really important to me to be able to express it and 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 make it a communication. And what you mm. want to do is you want to make it a communication while you're not having the experience so that you don't have the overwhelming anger that's coming through or jealousy or whatever it is and be able to kind of prep them for it. Like, hey, I would like to be able to do this with you and I would like to enter into a fourth density relationship with you. So, and part of the process of doing that is, is us being able to express our emotional experiences. So, you know, work with him or her to to figure out, okay, how can I do this so that I can be my authentic self? Then when it actually happens, since you have enough awareness to not show it to the person, that means you also have enough awareness to be able to to articulate what you're experiencing. Hey, remember the thing we talked about before where I need to be able to express myself. I'd like to begin doing that now. Can you mm-hmm. handle that? And then get that affirmation and then let it go and let that flow through. So, you know, if it's just all of a sudden just out of the blue, like WTF, then yeah, then they're gonna have this weird response to it. But if you if you have enough understanding of self, enough ability to observe yourself, then you can probably still deliver authentic responses to things and also have this beautiful kind of uh, communication between the two of you that makes it so that that will be successful for you both. Yeah. I wanted to say hello to, and I want to say all these names. Novardi Funk uh, Janamed Kaiser Kaiser. I love that. That is the most amazing name ever. Um, Novardi all uh, NFGK NFGK. Uh, what? Where are you located? I really want to know where you come from. Okay, let's see. What else do we have here? Oops, it jumped around. There's lots of new things coming in here. Let's see.
1: just sending some good vibes to Caitlin. Cause that was nice. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, oh yeah. So Caitlin was just crying a few minutes ago. So important for us to feel and allow ourselves to be our authentic selves. Absolutely. Eventually I think I will get to the place where I can be. Uh, where I can build that space for myself but I actually set up a weekly call with a friend where I can just say all the angry and sad thoughts going on in there I love that Um so that I can allow myself to get it out and validate myself my authentic self mm-hmm. I want to assure oh she just had she, she lo- just loves to write okay let's see I want to assure you you are basically I'm working on taking it in and integrating it rather than denying it and then letting it pass through so there <laughs> There was probably more there that got lost, but it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's really good, too. Well, I mean, I feel like you always have to feel the emotion that you're currently in. And if it's to cry, you should cry. If it's to vent, then you should definitely vent. Um, You know, don't be bottling up everything. Like, Oh, everything's perfect. Everything's perfect. But, you know, if you have to vent to someone, vent to someone. But also just remember, you know communicate with the core issue that's that's going on to don't be scared to have that conversation with someone it's obviously going to hurt and be miserable and might be you know tragic but it will make you feel better and you're not going to stick that emotion somewhere in your body where in the long run could cause like a disease or it could cause some sort of internal problem um so if anything you know any even romantic you know partners when you know you're having these arguments and you're bottling up emotions in the long run it might not be so hot with your health but if you can expressively openly and authentically communicate in the moment you're going to help save yourself in the long run whether it's you know ending that relationship or if it's you know you know it might even strengthen the relationship because that other person might not be even be aware that they're doing these things that are irritating you or that's upsetting you, Um, you know, because that other person might not be at a spiritual level that you are at. So they're not even self-aware of these things. They're just completely thinking that that everything is OK. So that's just my take on on that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And Denise then says, what What's interesting about this comment from Denise is that she did do some of that conversation, but after they had already reacted negatively, I mean, that's almost all, always going to be the case, Denise, like, you know, you don't know what is going to be right or wrong or how well it's going to go until you actually get that negative reaction. And so that's still a mm-hmm. wonderful place to conversate. You can say, "Hey, remember that time when I did this, and you responded like that? What were you experiencing at that time? What 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 can I do to make it so that it's not so painful for you?" So mm-hmm. obviously, I'm all about the communication, like diving in and diving in and continuing to to get the 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 walls uh, parted and the doors opened and and just this true raw authentic self like hey we're just both human beings trying to figure this out and and we're a team we are all we are both wanting the same thing we both want a fantastic relationship Mm -hmm. so let's do whatever it takes through communication through working it out through patience through you know optimism and all that let's work together to figure it out and and with every person you have unique opportunities Mm -hmm. Denise might have um, may, might have a situation where she does really explode in certain situations, and then you know the next person might have somebody like kind of like me that, that I don't really explode at things, but I really think a lot, and I kind of don't don't always articulate it. Maybe I bury it a little bit, and it takes me a little time to go. Oh, wait. I was kind of thinking that, but I almost didn't even realize that I was. So like with each individual person, you're going to find different keys that you're going to use to unlock their true authentic selves. And so you have to be open to discovering what those keys are. And to and then when you do, actually talking about them, like, hey, I think I figured out one of your keys. Does this make sense? And then they can go, yeah, yeah, totally. That's so cool. Like, let's do this together. You see that the main component that I'm talking about here is that teamwork aspect. And if you don't have that teamwork aspect, if you do and they don't, then it's going to be a a long struggle. But it's amazing when you both do.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Hi, Annie.
1: I got a lot of hellos today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Okay, so Navardi, funky, genammed, K- kaiser enjoy it the way that i tried to pronounce the name <laughs> so i'm glad that you found that to be entertaining and uh you know i'll do it anytime you want
1: <laughs> i think the right one above from um miriam is her understanding That if we are good understanding of the self and they're able to communicate to each other from an authentic space, we're stepping into a 4D relationship. Yeah. I think that that does.
0: Sums it up Mm nicely, doesn't it? Yeah. I
1: think it's when you, I feel like it's more of like when you accept the person as they are. I feel like that's definitely a 4D, could even be a 5D relationship. Um, it's kind of like a no judgment type of zone, but obviously there will be some judgment that comes along, but you work through the judgment as it comes along, yeah. where you, you always check in with yourself of like, oh, this is something new that's like triggering me. Let's dive a little bit deeper with it, whether you're diving deeper with your, within yourself or with the other person through the communication. But I feel yeah. like once two people are in that standing point of acceptance, then it's definitely more of a 4D relationship because it's definitely not you know, an unconscious one. Maybe it's more of a conscious relationship than a than a 40 one, but it's definitely in the same same theme and same line of it all.
0: Right. And and so Carol's talking about how narcissists blame you and they never take on responsibility and so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I it is pretty much impossible to have a 40 relationship with somebody who is not open to most of the concepts of a 40 relationship. I mean, that that's just straightforward. Um and and i do have to throw this out though if you do find yourself in a relationship with a narcissist and you realize it and you need to get out of it um generally it takes some time to get yourself extracted from those situations especially if there's shared responsibilities or anything like that and one of the best pieces of advice that i have for that is to look at that narcissist as two things one hilarious like they're the most hilarious comedian you've ever seen because look at how hard they're trying to manipulate me like wow mm-hmm. that it's that is really going far instead of just being a team with me and communicating and being awesome they feel like they have to do all these tactics and tricks and manipulation stuff and all that this is hilarious like what a funny person this is and then two, uh-oh, I forgot the second one. <laughs> I got so into number one, I forgot the second one. Oh, they're your greatest teacher uh, yeah. because there—that that is an opportunity for you to find all of the things that bother you and then look at to see why they bother you. Are they, is it related to some childhood trauma or some blockage? And then you can start to shake that stuff out and you can actually essentially, you know, maybe not directly, but thank them for the, the service that they've provided, which allows you to have grown in a new and amazing way. So I don't see narcissists as all a problem, all bad. They're, they're a perfect opportunity for you to grow yourself. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to steal one from, from you, Monica, and say that if you know, you say it and I say it all the time. Now, this is one of my favorite things that you say is that if you can go home and live with your parents, then you are in a state of enlightenment because they they probably drive you crazy uh, in your most your adult life, but when you can really be in a, in the same space with them for a long period of time and be fine with it, then you really truly have mastered yourself.
1: Yeah. Um, to go in the line of Annie, she said, "Where's the best place to meet spiri- spiritually minded people?" Anyhow. Um, <laughs> a little trick that I always did whenever I, you know, went out anywhere. I always checked in with my guides and my higher self and I asked, let me meet the person that I need to meet. And usually I always, you know, walked out with, you know, a pretty hot guy, but they always taught me something and they always taught me something more about myself and I think that's more important than meeting someone that's spiritual it's always just about meeting someone that's going to help you with your self-awareness. And I think anyone can be spiritual and the fact that you are already looking for someone spiritual, you'll definitely meet someone that is even, you know, you're not probably looking for a monk or someone that is just like, you know, on level like, you know, 21 or something like that. But I feel like anyone has anyone that is open to consciousness or to anything along those topics you're going to meet as long as you're setting that intention out that you're looking for someone that's going to elevate you or that's going to bring out the best in you and that's usually going to be in a spiritual aspect
0: absolutely that's a beautiful answer to that question um, I think that Justin's right that a lot of people—not a lot—well, more and more people, I feel like, are, are running into this issue, and this is obviously something that I help people with an awful lot is dealing with the the negative entities or demons, and and you know the narcissist, of course, is lower is going to be at a lower vibrational state and is going to be a vibrational match to negative entities and that sort of thing. So it is common that that could occur. But again, when we work with people like this, uh, which I have a program specifically for it, what we're doing is we're working on the individual. We're not working on the entities. So we're making it so that you're no longer a vibrational match. And when we make it so that you're not a vibrational match for a lower density entity, then that means we're raising your frequency. We're helping you step into your power. And that puts you in a great place to be able to have a 4D uh, romantic relationships. So it all kind of plays together and works really well.
1: I just chuckled at Caitlin's um, comment in the middle of you talking. She said, you mean I shouldn't wander around Tibetan caves when searching for the new Mr. Lettuce. Right. Yes. <laughs> I've been doing it all wrong. Yes. <laughs> 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 well, I feel like when you do the things that you love to do, it's going to happen unexpectedly when you're really, you know, caring for yourself, when you're really, you know, actually performing your passions I feel like you're going to buy bump into someone that is go- going to be you know either your soulmate or someone from your past life that is just gonna cross paths with you again and like Jay Bird said it's like the best way to meet a spiritual person is to let them find you because they're also search that other person is searching for someone as spiritually inclined as you are and who knows maybe it is them that will meet you first because you're you know you're in la la land of like performing your passion and in just such high vibrational that it's like you're not even going to Notice that they are seeing you, or that they are, you know, in your in your awareness, because you're just you're just being you, type of thing. Because I feel like if you're in your constant search state, which I feel like I was maybe in the past of like, oh, I want to meet the one, I want to find him. I never was. I was meeting the wrong the wrong men. But once I finally put that aside, of like, okay, let me just focus on myself now. Let me paint. I want to. I love painting now. I. It's like it's happening. It's happening to me without me searching for it
0: yeah so even though
1: that that saying is kind of cliche i feel like it's pretty spot on
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely so jody um reaches out on youtube so glad i found this under attack and need help you'd be reaching out to me i appreciate that very much jody i would love to help you and right now i'm gonna send a link so you could set up a call with me if you'd like so hopefully you'll see that link and you can check it out so thank you for reaching out um let's see Yeah. Right. Okay. So Bernice brings up a good point about narcissists. They can be, they can be violent. Um, Right. And so, yeah, in a violent situation, then I'm sorry, but get out. Right. Like, yeah, they're not hilarious at that point. You need to get away. Um, But even hateful can be kind of, you can still find it to be funny. Like, you know, think about it as an actor because everyone actually is a being of light deep inside. And so they're acting like a hateful person. And they're acting like a hateful person because they signed the soul contract to do that to you. So you can actually see them as, as a, a comedian turned actor. <laughs> and, and still, because it, it, it's all about, um, when, there's, a, there's a lot of research that's been done that says, if you can laugh about the most horrible situation that ever happened to you, then it doesn't affect you as much as it did so if you can laugh about the narcissist then they're not going to be able to affect you as much because you're going to float above that frequency you're not going to be dragged down into theirs you're just going to be observing them as though you're watching your favorite show or movie
1: Mm And if someone is in a relationship like that, I feel like you really have to take time for yourself to do what you love. So that way you raise that vibration even higher when you are around that person. I think that's one of the best healing ways to deal with that if you're not ready to leave that person um, is actually taking time away and doing doing things that you absolutely love and not caring what that other person thinks of you when you're, when you're there, when you're really able to just let go and accept that, okay, I'm in this relationship. How can I, what are ways that I can make myself feel better in it?
0: What you are seeking is seeking you this is a response to a conversation that's going on about how do they find their romantic partner, their ideal (laughs) 40 romantic partner. So in that, I love that quote. And I think it's exactly right.
1: And it could even be a career thing. It's like, it's already seeking you, but you just have to be open to it. Um, you know, I never knew I would be a painter until I kept hearing in my voice, like start painting, start painting. So maybe, yeah. you know, there's a voice within your head that you keep repeating about an action that you need to do or something that you need to start. And that's because that is seeking you for you to remember your, that gift that you that you've been born with.
0: Right. Well, OK. And so now Bernice says it can be funny after you you're gone. So she's still talking about the narcissistic ex- experience. Mm-hmm. And and I'm saying that if it's funny while it's happening, then you are, you have floated above them. You are way more powerful than they will ever be. They cannot affect you anymore when you're in that state. It's Mm -hmm. not easy to get into that state. I'm not saying that, oh yeah, just laugh and it'll be fine. And I'm not even saying laugh out loud. You're laughing internally. But it is possible for you to be in a place like that, even in a situation as horrible as that one can be. (laughs) <laughs> wow caitlin had her abusive ex husband used to stand in front of albertson's and he- and heil he- heil heil Hail. hitler at the building well wow <laughs> that's pretty extreme and i do concur that that is kind of funny
1: mm-hmm. well now that we have a lot of people's attention we aren't doing the show the next two thursdays is that correct
0: Yes. Cause I'm going to be out of the country unless I have an incredible internet connection <laughs> and I'll let you know, but I don't have a, a lot of faith in that cause it's Mexico. I'm mm. just not sure, you know, yeah. what, and what I'm going to be doing during that day. Exactly. So mm-hmm. for now we're going to say that we're taking a two week break unless we surprise and get connection. All right. Wow. That was like a whirlwind. It's already been an hour. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. That was amazing. Thanks everybody for all of your awesome contributions and thoughts and questions. And uh, I always love it when we have a lively chat because then we have plenty of things to talk about. Um, So, yeah. So I would say that if you are interested, like uh, what, what these topics are all about is usually about the topic of the video that I release every Thursday Um, So if you haven't already found that, um, you can go to YouTube and I'm putting the the address in the chat right now. So you can go over there and check that out. If you aren't familiar with it and you subscribe and and leave comments and and likes and all that sort of thing. then it helps the the YouTube algorithm. It helps me reach more people that we can hopefully help. So I, I would appreciate it if you did that. And then what do you got going on? that we should share, Monica?
1: Um, Well, if you just go on my Facebook page, Island Awakening, then I have a private meditation group that I host two free meditations each week. Um, They're all guided. And then um, if you're on Instagram, you can see how I make my art, which is also Island Awakening. Um, So there, I mean, some of you may know that I make intuitive paintings. Most of them are abstract because I can, you know, help you see your energy and if you're interested in that or wanting a conversation, you could just message me and I can tell you more about that.
0: Awesome. All right, everybody. Well, thanks again for participating. It was really fun. Thank you, Miriam. We, we enjoyed your questions and your thoughts and everyone else. And we'll see you in three weeks.
1: The end, the last Thursday of September, I think, or maybe it's the first Thursday of October. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, it would be. No, it's it's the 30th of September. So it is literally the last Thursday of September. Okay. All right. Well,
1: until then, everybody, aloha.
0: I love you unconditionally. See you next time.